Hallelujah. Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from the Common English Bible, and our reading for today comes from Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 18. The apostles and the brothers and sisters throughout Judea heard that even the Gentiles had welcomed God's word. When Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him. They accused him, you went into the home of the uncircumcised and ate with them. Step by step, Peter explained what had happened. I was in the city of Joppa praying when I had a visionary experience in my vision. I saw something like a large linen sheet being lowered from heaven by its four corners. It came all the way down to me. As I stared at it, wondering what it was, I saw four-legged animals, including wild beasts, as well as reptiles and wild birds. I heard a voice say, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. I responded, Absolutely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice from heaven spoke a second time. Never consider unclean what God has made pure. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled back into heaven. At that moment, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were staying. The Spirit told me to go with them even though they were Gentiles. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered that man's house. He reported to us how he had seen an angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and summon Simon, who is known as Peter. He will tell you how you and your entire household can be saved. When I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as the Spirit fell on us in the beginning. I remembered the Lord's words. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If God gave them the same gift he gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, then who am I? Could I stand in God's way? Once the apostles and the <coughs> other believers heard this, they calmed <coughs> Excuse me. Once the apostles and other believers heard this, they calmed down. They praised God and concluded, So then God has enabled Gentiles to change their hearts and lives so that they might have a new life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I wanted to note that if you're wanting a fuller story about Peter's vision and his encounter that he summarizes in our reading today, you can find it in Acts chapter 10. But for our purposes here, it helps to have Peter's retelling. In our reading today, Peter discovers something unexpected, and he has to share that vision with others because he wants them to understand the experience that he has gone through and this new acceptance that he has because of the way that God has acted in his life. Peter begins his retelling with a vision in which he has shown many different animals and he's told to kill and eat. But Peter doesn't want to. He sees this as something horrible, something terrible. He responds that he will not eat. Nothing unclean has ever entered Peter's mouth, so he refuses. But the voice says something Peter wasn't expecting. 
that he shouldn't consider something to be unclean if God has made it pure. In a way, Peter is being chastised. Who are you, Peter, to declare what God can make clean and unclean? Now, when the vision departs, Peter starts to understand why he had the vision in the first place, because three men come to see him. And the Spirit tells him to go with them, even though they're Gentiles. And Peter is beginning to take this lesson seriously. These people need him, so he goes. And when they get to the man's house, they're informed that an angel had appeared before him. The angel said, go get Peter so that Peter could tell him how to be saved. That was the reason he had sent for Peter. <coughs> he wants his entire household to be saved. He's yearning for that experience. He's yearning for salvation. So he called for Peter. Now Peter is here. Now I pause just to note the importance of that vision that Peter had. In all likelihood, Peter could have refused. Why would Peter have refused? <coughs> he would have refused to go with the Gentiles because he'd be going amongst people who were uncircumcised. He'd be among Gentiles. He'd be going outside of the Israelites. He'd be going outside the chosen people. But Peter did have the vision, and he listened to it. He accepted this new thing, and when he goes, something big happens. Peter begins to speak, and the Holy Spirit descends, just like it fell on him in the beginning. I can only imagine his astonishment, his wonder at this sight. These outsiders, these Gentiles, these uncircumcised, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. The same thing that came upon Christ's own disciples. Same thing the apostles experienced on Pentecost. And then he remembers the Lord's words. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And Peter makes a really big concession here. He accepts these outsiders. And it's not without some controversy. Because the context for the story that Peter is telling is to try to explain all of this to the circumcised believers. Because Peter is being accused of doing something he shouldn't have done. That context helps to make the story even more interesting because now... Peter is defending his actions after the fact. Peter is trying to explain why what he did is right. Peter is having to defend this act of evangelism, this act of grace, because they are accusing him of eating with the Gentiles, with the uncircumcised. In essence, they are saying that Peter is going where he doesn't belong because that's not God's chosen people they aren't circumcised they aren't under the law they don't belong and in essence saying Peter is going against God 
by going to these people. Now that's a heavy thing. Imagine somebody telling you that you're out of line because the people you're going and eating with are not worthy to be reached out to. That you have to be careful who you are willing to share with. You are breaking your oath to God by going and being with those people. One might even say that you are giving up your seat at the table to go and eat with those people because you'll no longer be welcome among God's chosen. Opinions begin to change once they hear Peter's story. Once Peter bears witness to his experience of seeing God's grace and seeing God's love in action, Peter changes hearts and minds. I use that phrasing for a reason. Because once the apostles and the other believers there in Jerusalem have heard all of what Peter has to say, they praise God and conclude that God has enabled Gentiles to change their hearts and lives so that they may have new life. And I wonder if they actually understood the subtle irony of the fact that they had just had their own hearts and lives changed by Peter's witness. Because up until that point, they seem ready to throw Peter out the door. Peter's explanation shows God is out there reaching out to the Gentiles, and in turn shows that they need to be reaching out to the Gentiles themselves. God's plan seems to be much bigger than they had anticipated, so they have to change their own actions in response. Peter's act of acceptance shows that he was willing to listen, and he was willing to change that Christ could still reach in and change his heart and mind, even though he had already been turned to Christ. He was devoting his life to sharing the good news. But Peter learns there is still more for him to learn, and that he must be willing to have his heart and life changed so that he can lead people to Christ. He has to be willing to broaden his horizons and expand his outlook because God isn't thinking small. Peter's act of witness changes the hearts and minds of all those apostles and disciples, all of those believers in Jerusalem, to say that they may have been convinced one way, but God has shown Peter something new. And they could have rejected it. They could have rejected Peter by pointing out why it was wrong. Say what you say, but it says right here in Scripture, Peter, that that's not what you do. It's wrong. That's not allowed, Peter. You don't get to make up the rules as you go. But they didn't. 
because Peter convinced them. Peter's witness changed them. Peter's witness of the way the Holy Spirit descended upon those uncircumcised Gentile believers, even though they were uncircumcised, even though they were outsiders, informs them that they had the wrong idea about who was in and who was out. That maybe what they believed were the limits to God's love were not the limits to God's love. That where they thought God's grace ended, it did not end. And where they thought the letter of the law would triumph, they have the voice of the vision saying, never consider unclean what God has made pure. That's the image I want to leave you with today. I want to leave you with the image of Peter making his case for grace and love in his witness through Christ. The way that he saw the Holy Spirit move, that moved him. That we hear and we may reflect on how boundless God's love and grace are and how unending his mercy is. That our hearts and lives today may be changed through Peter's act of acceptance. Amen.